It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. It's FFC, all a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi guy, week number five of the NFL season starts tonight in Landover, Maryland, between the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. It's a six-point spread in favor of Washington. The over-under stands at 44 and a hook. Lisi guy, most of the week, I looked at this football game, and I remembered last October, week number six, short week, Thursday night football game in prime time, the Bears and the Commanders, the same two teams facing off. It was a 12-7 final score in favor of Washington. It was one of the most dreadful football games I had ever seen. And so, Joe, as I was getting ready for this football game, I said to myself, wow, this is really going to test how much you like football. This is really going to test your fandom for the National Football League. But Lisey Guy, on this Thursday morning. I have reverse course. I have done a complete 180. I am excited. I am looking forward to and I am hopeful that this football game features a lot of offense and scoring and it's going to be a fun Thursday night. Yeah, we have two young quarterbacks, right? Sam Howell that has really come into his own over the past few weeks in terms of the second year in the scheme with Eric Bieniemy, And we have Justin Fields hanging on the glimmer of hope that he could actually pass the football after a 335-4 touchdown performance against the Denver Broncos. They built a 28-7 first half lead. In second half, they allowed it to slip away. But this game was ugly last year, Ben. I don't know if you remember in Soldier Field, it was a a very ugly game. Justin Fields had an opportunity to pull it out in the end, and and they wound up losing that ball game. But I tell you what, looking at this matchup, looking at both offensively and defensively, should be a good one, and I lean to the Chicago Bears on the road in tonight's matchup. The Bears are one of two winless teams remaining in the National Football League. 0 and 4 alongside the Carolina Panthers. We welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience on Sirius XM. That's channel 159. 159 on Sirius XM is the home for Sports Grid Radio. He's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Week number five of this NFL season begins on a Thursday in Landover outside of the nation's capital between the Commanders and the Bears. A total Joe at 44 
four and a half. Lisa Guy, each and every day, we poll the public on the early line that you can listen to here on Sports Grid Radio from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. And Joe, we want to hear from the public to get their assessment on where things stand. And when we ask them what's the best bet, out of the four options, Bears underdog, Commanders as the favorite over the total 44 and a half or under, the least selected option was the over of the total at 44 and a half points. But Joe, like you mentioned, I'm all in on the over tonight because I don't really care about how good the offenses are. I know the defenses stink. We know Chicago is a historically bad defense that was the worst scoring defense in the NFL a season ago. Their defensive coordinator resigns entering week number three. Their defensive-minded head coach Matt Eberflus is a fraud and doesn't live up even to the defensive mind as a title. And Joe, the Bears are giving up more than 34 points per game. And that historic streak that I mentioned, Chicago allowing its opponents in the last 14 straight games to score at least 25 points is the only time we have ever seen that in the history of the National Football League and it's not a record Joe you want to be etched down in the history books for no, I mean, you think Chicago Bears, you think defense, and where has it gone with a defensive-minded head coach? I mean, unbelievable in terms of how they fall off the grid over the past couple of seasons, but in order to win this game, and in order to step up tonight, they're going to have to force turnovers, and they can attack, I think, from an offensive perspective, a suspect secondary of Washington. It comes down to a mindset yeah. for the Chicago Bears. They are known as a conservative organization, and at the end of the day, they're going to have to step up. They have a young quarterback and a young players on both the offense and defensive side of the ball. Let's not forget, Ben, how many draft picks did they really assign and really value in terms of the upcoming draft this past May? It was all defense. So yeah. you're not getting any dividends out of those playmakers. I don't understand it. I don't understand the direction of the organization. And if they yeah. really want to make a switch, they hire an offensive mind to fix both sides of the football because this, this style between Nagy and Eberflus is a complete waste. Absolutely so. And I think there will be a change of course eventually that I think will end with Matt Nagy not being the head coach in Chicago any longer. At least that's how I see things, Joe, at this moment. Because Matt Nagy, uh, or excuse me, Matt Eberflus, what are we talking about Matt Nagy? Matt Eberflus, the head coach there in Chicago. Matt Nagy, the former head coach. Matt Eberflus, the coach there for two years, has not been good whatsoever. They have lost 14 straight games. And again, in all those 14 losses consecutively, they have allowed at least 25 points to their opponent. And making matters worse for the Bears, those young players, Joe, that you mentioned on the defense, Chicago will be without a ton of them in the secondary. No Eddie Jackson, no Jalen Johnson, no Kyler Gordon. Jaquan Brisker is listed as questionable. The other safety across from Eddie Jackson for this game. So, Sam Howell in Washington should be a able to find some sparks offensively as they did last week against Philadelphia. 31 points, pushing the game into overtime. Sam Howell throwing for 299 yards. And Joe, we know about Chicago's deficiencies on defense. That was expected, or at least last year we saw this product out there on the field. As for Washington, though, Joe, a top 10 scoring defense a year ago, when they won the division two years prior to that, they were a top five defensive 
unit in the National Football League. They are now the fourth worst scoring defense in the NFL, allowing 30 points per game on average. Each of their last three opponents, Joe, Denver scored 33, Buffalo scored 37, Philly last week etched out uh, 34 points. All three of their last opponents, Joe, against this Washington defense have scored at least 33 points. I think Justin Fields and Chicago will contribute to the over as well. Yeah, you have to think that, right? Attack the weakness. That's that's how you have to go in game plan. And then you have a quarterback that has built confidence after last week's loss. He still threw for four touchdowns and only one interception. So why would you want to try and contain that or suppress that heading into this matchup? Chicago's season's basically over. At least develop your quarterback and at least make him confident heading into next year. That has to be the mindset. And on the flip side for Washington, Ben, I mean, this since they won the NFC East three years ago, they have absolutely regressed from a defensive perspective. I mean, the yeah. thought of having Chase Young and all the dominant Alabama players in terms of the front seven, they, they don't tackle. The secondary gives up chunk yards to average quarterbacks, and they give up basically 30 points per game. How are you going to win football games in the NFC East playing that style of football? And that's on Ron Rivera and Diazzi. It's not on Del Rio. Not anybody else. Absolutely so, Joe. And because of that, that's why I expect some offensive points tonight on both sides, pushing us to the over of this total at 44 and a half. You think of last year in that miserable matchup week number six. You think about a short week primetime game on a Thursday night. Maybe you're not thinking offense. We're thinking points tonight, Lisey Guy. We'll break down this game continuously, looking at some of the props and the players that will impact the outcome. Up next here, live on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba -ba. 
You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. It is Football Full Circle on the opening night of week number five of this NFL campaign. Thursday night football, Joe, in Landover, Maryland, outside the nation's capital between the Commanders and the Bears. Again, Washington, a six-point favorite. The over-under at 44-and-a-half. Joe, Washington only been booked as a favorite one other time this year. It was the opening Sunday of the year, hosting Arizona at home as a seven-point favorite. The Commanders won that football game. The Commanders actually started off a perfect 2-0, and but the Commanders did not cover in their only game as a favorite this year, Joe, knocking off Arizona by four, 20-16, in a more competitive game than we anticipated, but not covering as a touchdown favorite. In fact, Joe, the Cardinals were expected to be the worst team in the NFL entering this year. They've been more competitive than a lot of people gave them credit for, myself included. Now they're close to a touchdown favorite against who is the worst team in the NFL this year so far. That's the Chicago Bears after the opening month. Joe, when you look at a side tonight, are you leaning Chicago because of why? Uh, just because I, I believe in Justin Fields and I believe in what he did last week will carry over on the road. I'm not sold on Ron Rivera, especially laying points. I, I don't think Washington should be laying any points over three at home to anybody. And you look at the ball game, even at, at home against Arizona week one. I mean, they were pushed to the limit. Uh, here's the thing. You look at their home games and, and their road games. They play much better on the road than they have at home. They get abused by Buffalo. They get pushed to the limit by Arizona. Granted to your point that Arizona is much better, at least at this point in the season than we at least thought heading into it, but they've been inconsistent and they've played down, I want to say, to the level of competition and who's to say they can't play down to the level of competition here with Chicago? This yeah. was a very tough tight ball game last year and again, I just feel Chicago has so many positives from an offensive perspective. Justin Fields can throw the the football. The knock on him not being able to throw is completely false. You have to give him the opportunity. You can't put him into predictable third downs. Be aggressive. Allow him to open up the offense and see what happens. And then if you lose or then if he's not productive, then you could say we can move on from him. So I'm going off of that assessment. We'll see how it plays out. But it should be an intriguing game tonight. Joe, the idea that Justin Fields can't throw the football, again, disproven. Yes, I understand the game against Kansas City. Less than 100 passing yards. But last week, he was 23 of 24 at the end of three quarters. He threw for 335 yards against Denver. Did have a costly fumble where he probably should have just taken the sack late in the fourth quarter and the interception at the end. But that was after Matt Eberflus had already ruined the football game for his team. But he threw for over 300 yards for the first time in his NFL career, 335. It was only the second time, Joe, he had thrown for more than 250 yards in his NFL career. That is what Justin Fields did last week to only have the effort wasted, of course, by his head coach and that Bears organization. The prop tonight, though, Joe, for Justin Fields is disrespectful. They continue to book the guy like he's playing for Iowa's offense. And I understand the Bears are not great offensively. And there shouldn't be some optimism that Justin Fields is going to be a perennial two. 50, 275 plus yard passer week in, week out in the NFL. But it's 189 and a half. 
Washington allows 230 yards per game. It's bottom half of the league in terms of pass defense. Last week against Jalen Hurts, 311 yards. The week prior, in a game that Josh Allen will probably not throw up there on the highlight reel this year, he even threw for 218 against the Washington Commanders because they ran it so well and they scored 37 points outside of Josh Allen needing to throw for a ton. The week prior, Russell Wilson threw for 308 yards. Justin Fields could sneeze his way in 180 and a half to the over and Joe even last year right the reason I think there's some people that are like oh this game could be ugly tonight the 12 to 7 game last year between the commanders and the Bears Justin Fields still went over this passing yards prop of a buck 89 and a half fishing with 190 yards Justin Fields is going to throw for more than 189 and a half passing yards tonight against Washington I think so too and again who who is the the, the recipient of all those yards is it Cole mm, Komet is it I think so is it Darnell Mooney you know, who steps up later tonight? Is it DJ Moore that had some big plays in regards to Justin Fields' best games this year? I mean, they have the potential. Is it the running backs coming out of the backfield? Khalil Herbert. We have to see. I still think Munich is, is poised for a big game. I think that DJ Moore can eat in this matchup. And again, we haven't seen uh, Justin Fields run up until this point. What does he have? No. Like 170 rushing yards or, or three even. yards per carry? I mean, I mean, it's yeah. been non, non-existent up until this point. You you add that dimension into the into the offense. Now all of a sudden the defense has to account for the run and the pass. And now maybe we're cooking with chunk plays over the top. Only 134 rushing yards for Fields in total. A guy that ran for the second most by a quarterback ever in a single season a year ago, 1,064. And in this game, the matchup against Washington last year, Joe, on that Thursday night, he ran 488. Sam Howell, by the way, his passing yards prop, 239 and a half. He's averaging 240 yards per year, the che- per game this year. The cheeky odds makers over there at the FanDuel Sportsbook. But, Joe, the reason the average is like the prop is because it's been really high highs and some pretty low lows for Sam Howell. When you look at what he has done so far this year, so again, Washington started off a perfect 2-0, and oh, but I think actually their second most impressive performance after the come-from-behind victory week number two in the Mile High City against the Broncos coming back from down 18 in the opening half was actually last week pushing Philadelphia to overtime as an 8.5-point dog in Philly. Howell threw for 290 against the birds 290 in that victory against the broncos only 202 against arizona and in a game they were trounced with three by buffalo up buck 70 so it's been a big mixed bag this year for howell it's why i don't love the prop tonight but knowing all the issues chicago's defense already has and all the injuries they have in the secondary it'd be silly to think that sam howell can't go over that number yeah, you. I mean, again, Eric Bieniemy has gotten the most out of Sam Howell. And again, we go back to the head coaches, right? Eberflus and, and Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera didn't know how good Sam Howell was a couple of years last year. <laughs> it's, it's completely amazing. And I said, if you're a Washington fan, you fire Ron Rivera and you give the keys to the organization right now to Eric Bieniemy. There's no doubt that they can score points. I mean, their only, you know, output that was a little suspect was against 
the, the home game against Buffalo where Buffalo jumped out 31 nothing and Howell, you know, threw four interceptions. I doubt that's going to happen tonight. He should have success. McLaurin should step up. They've integrated Logan Thomas, his tight end, into the offense as well, and they're running it consistently. So, again, I don't see any reason why Washington doesn't get to at least 21, maybe 24, but I think Chicago will outscore them tonight. Yeah, I would agree. Or at least I think the Bears can stay in it, Joe, in that opening half. I like Chicago plus three and a half in the first half. People might forget this, but the Bears were actually a slight favorite at home week number one against Green Bay. They were down 10 to six at the break. They ended up losing that football game by 18, but more competitive in the first half. Week number two on the road in Tampa, booked as a two and a half point dog. They were down by only three at the break, 13 to 10, before losing that football game 27 17. And then last week, Joe, they had a 21-7 advantage at the halftime break against the Broncos before Matt Eberflus ruined things for his organization in the second half. All of that to say, I don't trust Matt Eberflus to close out a football game, managing it the proper way for his club against the commanders, so you never know what could happen with a late score here or there. But I like the Bears plus three and a half in the first half, Lisey. Yeah, I'm with you. Again, I like them on the money line. I'm taking a shot tonight, uh, mm. thinking that they pulled the ball game out. I'm on Justin Fields in regards to his passing total, and I'm on those wide receivers, so let's get some points tonight. Yeah, I completely agree. We'll finish with a few thoughts on Thursday Night Football before we turn our attention to a huge weekend. How is it already week number six, Lisey Guy, of the college football season with the first Saturday in October on the horizon? We break it down up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. 
We're live right here on FFC. It's football full circle. All right, Joe Lisi, a few more thoughts on Thursday night football. You asked the question, if Justin Fields is going over 189.5 for his passing yards prop, who is the recipient, the true recipient, wide receiver, or tight end of those passing yards? I think it's Cole Komet. Justin Fields has gone over 189.5 in weeks one, two, and four. And Joe, in all of those weeks where Justin Fields has gone over, Cole Komet has also gone over his receiving yards prop for tonight's game against Washington of 33 and a half. He has been Justin Fields' favorite target this year. He is tied for the most targets alongside DJ Moore, both having 24. So I think Cole Komet, Joe, is another area I would look over 33 and a half receiving yards for Chicago's tight end this evening. Yeah, I mean, Cole Clement is, is the safety blanket, especially in red zone opportunities, Justin Fields looks for him. So, you know, I think, I, again, if he's going to throw potentially for two, 250 in this ball game, I think every wide receiver is on the table. Moore, Mooney, and Cole Komet. So, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I'm so confident, and maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I think he could get up again in, to 275-300. Why would you stop? And I understand it was Denver, I get that, but why not be aggressive? Why not open up the offense in that regard? If he struggles, then you could always dial it back and utilize the rushing attack. Why wouldn't you want to be aggressive on the road? Well, you, you know, so so if that's the mindset, you got to believe Cole Komet is a great option. Maybe you look at receptions as well in terms of checkdowns. Yeah, I would think so, right? We'll see what happens tonight. Washington's front seven, not terrible. Maybe they put some pressure on the quarterback, but I think Justin Fields makes the right plays this evening. So that's how we see Thursday night football. Lisa Guy, you ready? Should we turn it over to college football and set the stage for week number six, Let's the first it. Saturday in October? Let's do it. Best time Let's of do the it. year. This is it. Let, Rivalry. I mean, Love this it. is as good as it gets. This is what it's all about. Lisi, the noon Eastern window on Saturday. Oh boy, you couldn't ask for much more. Let's start with the game of the week, the Red River Rivalry. At the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, the Texas State Fair with Big Tex overlooking. It's number three, Texas. Number 12, Oklahoma. Joe, the first time since 2011, these two teams have met in the Red River Rivalry, both unbeaten, entering the football game. The line has worked in favor of the long horns it's six and a half the total stands at 60 and a hook joe what will be the key matchup that determines the outcome of the red river rivalry this year and maybe how the big 12 plays out as well well, I think it's twofold. I, I do want to see Dylan Gabriel perform in this matchup. He did not play last year in the 49 to nothing loss. And can Texas pound the rock the way they did against Kansas? 300-plus rushing yards. The reason why I say that is because last year, that was the weakness of Oklahoma's defense. They gave up 188 rushing yards per game. Now they're giving up well under 85 rushing yards per game. Even though Iowa State had success last week, they've been very consistent in run support. If they can't run the football, then the ball game falls on Quinn Ewers, and that offense becomes a little bit one-dimensional. So that'll be the matchup for me. I do want to see how Dylan Gabriel performs in this ball game. But in my opinion, Ben, all the pressure on Texas here—the fact that they dominated 49 to nothing, their favorites, they beat Alabama, they slip up here, and whoever slips up is basically now crawling for their Big 12 lives in a college football playoff 
playoff life, but more yeah. pressure on Texas to continue the momentum, in my opinion, that they've already built through the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, no doubt about it, right? So many storylines in this football game. Not only the first undefeated battle between these two teams entering since 2011 in more than a decade, but Texas looking for its first conference championship since 2009. And, Lisey, this will be the final Red River rivalry with both teams playing in the Big 12. Of course, next year they'll embark on this rivalry, the tradition that is the Texas State Fair as members of the SEC. The Longhorns, minus 130 as the odds-on favorite to win the Big 12 Conference Championship this year. Oklahoma, that second-best number at 2-1. to one. It's a large drop-off to K-State, plus 900 for the defending Big 12 champion Wildcats. So, Joe, it seems right now that this might not be the only meeting we have between the Longhorns and the Sooners at a point this season, but incredibly impactful for the Conference Championship chase and, of course, a spot in the college football playoff. Lisi, a lot has been made about Oklahoma this season year. The average scoring margin of 36.6 excuse me, points per game. It's the best in all of the country. But some people have pointed at OU's schedule. Not as difficult on paper as that of Texas. The Longhorns, Joe, have easily one of the three best wins of the year, and it might not be two nor three going on the road. Hand and Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide, their first ever double-digit home loss in ending a 57-game win streak for Alabama in non-conference regular season games. It was a dominant performance from Texas in Tuscaloosa, highlighted by their star quarterback, Quinn Ewers, throwing for 348 yards and three touchdowns. And Joe, Texas is an incredibly balanced team, but so is OU, the only team in the country, Joe, that ranks top five in scoring offense at nearly 48 points per game and top five in scoring defense, limiting their opponents to less than uh, 11 points points per game on average. I think it's a really good battle. We're going to see at the Cotton Bowl on Saturday, and I think it's closer than that six-and-a-half point spread. I don't know if Oklahoma wins outright, but I think it's a single-score game in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. It's always a one-possession game when, you know, outside of last year, we yeah. had basically, you know, second and third teamers in terms of the quarterback perspective, and Oklahoma was a little bit banged up in terms of that ball game after getting kicked in the teeth against TC. Uh, you yeah. So, again, I'm with you. I, I'm going to take this six and a half, and I'm going to take more, most likely Oklahoma on the money line yeah. in regards to this game because, again, I think all the pressure on Texas, they definitely have playmakers. Their defense has definitely stepped up. In back-to-back -back games now against Kansas yeah. and Baylor, they've made both of those offenses completely one-dimensional in the second half of those ball games, and they've been very good against the run. That is the biggest thing, I think, when we look at Texas big picture is can they yeah. can compete with the likes of an SEC or a Pac-12 or whoever you know was there, a Notre Dame, let's just say if they should make it to the college football playoff, they yeah. can shut down the run. They were very good last year, but they showcased that against Alabama. They've been opportunistic, and again, it should be a great game, but I'm taking yeah. the points. I think Dylan Gabriel, too, could potentially have a huge ball game as well on the flip side for the, uh, the Sooners. Joe, outside of last year, right, Texas bum-rushed Oklahoma winning 40 nine zip but last year was a dreadful year for OU they've almost matched the win total from a season ago to the first five weeks of 2023 and I'm talking pure Red River rivalries of course the Big 12 championship game in December of 2018 was a big one that Oklahoma won by 12 39 27 but dating back to 2014 Joe that is one 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight outside of last year. That is eight games that have all been decided by a single score. Don't let last year, last year influence this year. Two very different teams. Texas is better for sure. Oklahoma is substantially better right now than they were at any point a season ago. And you mentioned Dylan Gabriel, Joe. He's been really good this year. The seventh most passing yards in all of college football, averaging 318 yards per game. OU has the best passing offense in the Big 12. Texas, the best passing defense in the Big 12. The second best scoring defense only behind Oklahoma. I think the game, Joe, is won with physicality if that's how Texas does it. On the ground with Jonathan Brooks, who has emerged here as of late. 21 carries, 218 yards, two touchdowns last week against Kansas. Yeah, Jonathan Brooks, I mean, the Cal transfer has done a fantastic job, you know, absolutely so. But the offensive line, that's where it goes to as well. I mean, Jonathan Brooks is a good running back. Is he beat John Robinson? Is he, you know, some of the great Texas running backs, Cedric Benson, back in the day? No, but he's getting the holes. And that comes down to what Steve Sarkeesian has built there. Physicality on the offense and defensive lines. Now they have to showcase it the rest of the regular season. And to what we said about Oklahoma, much improved in terms of the defensive side of the ball. I understand they have played down to the level of competition. I understand the, the, the talent that they have played. Teams like Cincinnati and, you know, a couple of uh, group of five teams. I get that, but they've still won these ball games, and the margin of victory has been astronomical, 30-plus. They tacked and tattooed Iowa State last week as a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. So they have the ability, if they jump up early, to win this ball game. it should be a great game tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, no doubt about it. Saturday is going to be a blast noon Eastern time. Lisa got in that noon Eastern slate as well. It's not the only top 25 tilt. We have number 23 LSU, number 21 Missouri. I think we can expect some offense once again, Lisa guy. The total 64 and a half for the meeting in Columbia, where LSU is a four and a half point favorite. Lisa guy, how do you break it down? Well, last time they were here, they lost this ball game. Miles Brennan and the crew went in there. I think Brennan threw for like over 400 yards. And that's not the problem. We know well LSU can can score, right? But Missouri's undefeated. They're playing at home. This is a bigger game for Missouri than it is LSU. And when you give up 726 total yards to Ole Miss, you got to think Brady Cook and that offense can cook a little bit in this ball game. What's the mindset of LSU? Everything's out the window, right? SEC. West potentially out, college football playoff out, I would lay it with LSU, but I can tell you this, I'm not confident about it, I'm not betting it. I'm pretty confident that Missouri makes this a football game. I think LSU might win outright in Columbia, but I think the Tigers of Mizzou put up some points. And Brady Cook might be the best quarterback, Joe, in all the SEC. We'll break it down continuously next year on FFC. Football full circle rolls on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. All right, Lisi guy, let's continue breaking down the college football slate the first Saturday in October, week number six. Joe, I think Missouri makes it a game against LSU. I love the over in the football game because there's not really a game, Joe, where I see LSU winning 24-21 or Missouri winning 28-24. I think we get points. Why do I say that? Well, of course, we saw what happened last week at the Grove. LSU allowed 706 total yards. Jackson Dart threw for 389 and four touchdowns. Well, Brady Cook, Joe, has been really good for Mizzou this year at the quarterback position. He is one of four FBS quarterbacks who has attempted at least 100 passes this year and has not thrown a single interception. It's Cook for Missouri. It's Cameron Ward for Wazoo. It's Drew Aller for Penn State. And it's Sam Hartman for Notre Dame. And the yards have been following 395 last week against Vanderbilt and four touchdowns 341 the week prior against Memphis 356 the Saturday before that against Kansas State I think he will be able to name his number Joe against an LSU defense that is leaking a ton of oil at the moment yeah, I mean, again, Jackson Dart abused him. Quinshawn Junkins abused him. And it wasn't just the fact that the defensive front seven was non-existent. It was the lack of tackling. Chunk plays. And on the, on the other side of the ball, as great, and I mean great, as Jaden Daniels was, dropping dimes, the play calling was, was really conservative. In the final five minutes, you're up by basically nine points. You have an opportunity to put the kill shot in Ole Miss, mm. and you start running the football and getting conservative when your quarterback is dropping dimes like you should be in the NFL. So, not sure what they were doing. Defensively, they need to step up. But again, it comes down to mindset, Ben. And I told you in the break, if they can't tackle or weren't going to tackle with the season on the line last week against Ole Miss, now that everything is gone, do we think that they're going to step up now? Are their minds into it? Who's to say that they want to even even play in this game? It's, It's sad to say but that's what we're, we're at in college football. Once they know there's nothing to play for, these kids are checked out. 
Yeah, I still think there is something to play for, right? Their path becomes difficult if they don't win this football game. Their path made more difficult with already one SEC loss, but the good thing for LSU is they still have to play Alabama. That could be the game to knock off the Crimson Tide, and LSU would have the outright if they go perfect the rest of the way. I'm not so concerned about motivation for the Bayou Bengals here. Is there a disappointment after last week with a second straight top 25 tilt on the road at play? Maybe, but I still think we see some points because both offenses can score, and LSU is letting up a ton on the other end. So, Joe, in that noon Eastern window, two top 25 games and a game that I really do believe should be top 25 as well. Maryland receiving the most votes in the AP poll, but the Terps show, yes, the strength of schedule is not good. 95th in the country at this point. It's still better than Fresno State and only three spots behind Kentucky. But Maryland is the only Power 5 unbeaten team, Joe, not ranked in the AP Top 25 entering week number six. The Terps, though, have an opportunity to prove they deserve that Top 25 ranking. They're just a 19-and-a-half-point underdog on the road in Columbus against fourth-ranked Ohio State, fresh off the bye for the Bucks, And, of course, their most recent game prior to that, the huge win in South Bend against Notre Dame. Joe, what do you think we see on Saturday? Maryland proving they're one of the 25 best teams in the country, keeping it close with Ohio State, or the Buckeyes proving, hey, there's a different tier of elite here in the Big Ten. Uh, a different tier of elite. Now, mm. there have been some very close games throughout the years between Ohio State and Maryland. 53-52 when DJ, was it deep, not DJ Durkin, I think it was Matt Canada was interim coach against Urban Meyer and they rolled the dice going for two, right? Last year they lost by 13. There have been times that they've covered the number. However, that being said, Ohio State has won eight straight in the series. The fact that they didn't play all that great against a no Dame and found a way to pull that ball game out. I think you're going to get their best effort. Typically, Maryland, we know about Talia. The defense is a little bit better, especially in run support, but I think this is all Buckeyes. I wouldn't be shocked if they win this ball game by 30 points. I don't think it's going to be closer than people think. I think the Buckeyes ball out in a big way. If there's an opportunity to lay it, it would be right here at home, laying the 19 and a half against the Terps. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Ohio Iowa State still has not put out the best product yet in their first four games of the year. The win in Notre Dame is one of the best in college football, Joe, like we mentioned with Texas over Alabama in Tuscaloosa. The Bucks going to South Bend and getting that football game cannot be discredited despite Notre Dame coughing up opportunities deep inside Ohio State territory, not converting on fourth down, and of course playing defense at times with only 10 guys out there on the gridiron. I do think Maryland keeps this game closer. However, the Terrapins have not been good under Mike Loxley in Big Ten action or even covering numbers in conference games. 12-22 and 22, Joe, against the spread since the start of 2019. It's when Mike Loxley was hired on full-time in College Park. I think I know the narrative of what's going to happen, Joe, if Ohio State does win this game by three scores. CCC, we told you, Maryland doesn't deserve to be ranked. Many teams have gone into Columbus over the years and lost by three scores. Elsewhere, Joe, around the college football universe on Saturday, how about this one? Midway through the afternoon, UCLA and Washington State, a three-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Bruins, Joe. The 13th-ranked Cougs on the road in Pasadena in the Rose Bowl, a total of 59-and-a-half. What do you think of that football game? 
Yeah, it's it's intriguing that they're laying, you know, uh, three and a half to Washington State undefeated, and they have a freshman quarterback in Dante Moore. Again, I have to go with the veteran quarterback, Cam Ward, completing well over 68% of his passes. You have one of the top third-down offenses in all of college football with the Cougars con converting 59% of their third-down opportunities, and that defense has shown to play with a little bit of bite to it. They knock off Tanner Mordecai, in Wisconsin. They knock off a very physical Oregon State team. Now, granted, both of those games were in Pullman, but still in this matchup in the Rose Bowl, I got to give the edge to Washington State. Again, I don't know if I'm going to bet this game pre-kick, but I love Cam Ward, and they were one of my sleepers, so I think the train continues to roll with this team. I love Dickert, and I love the job that he's done there. Yeah, completely agree, Joe. I don't think this three-and-a-half-point spread is truly fair of where these teams are at this moment. We know UCLA is going to ground and pound. Well, Washington State, not half bad against the run this year either. And I don't think we're truly updating this line, Joe, for what Cam Ward has done this year at the quarterback position. The Pac-12 has cannibalized itself a few times in the last few years. This would certainly be that for an undefeated Washington State team at this moment moment, but I think Washington State is better than this three-and-a-half point spread in favor of UCLA would say. I don't necessarily know that home field advantage at the Rose Bowl is going to be the issue why UCLA wins this game by about a field goal. A&M in Alabama, Lisa, guys. Saturday, midway through the afternoon, 11th-ranked Alabama heading to College Station to take on the Aggies. The last two, of course, have been incredibly tight. Texas A&M, the upset back in 2021 winning outright as an 18-and-a-half point underdog. And then last year, with no Bryce Young, Jalen Noro made his first career start, and the Crimson Tide held on to beat A&M 24-20. Joe, this line reflecting that, Alabama only a point-and-a-half favorite. It's minus 120 on the money line. The over-under stands at 46-and-a-half. Yeah, I can only lean to Alabama here, and I understand that A&M has covered two straight. They won the ball game outright two years ago in College Station, but it comes down to the physicality of the rushing attack. Texas A&M, they pounded the rock for over 200 two weeks ago against Auburn. I don't think they could do it against Alabama. They're going to need to throw the football with Max Johnson, and I think that's where you give the edge to the defensive front for Alabama and the secondary that forced some turnovers against uh, Will Rogers last week. It is back-to-back -back row games. There is the, uh, the potential we've heard at least that Milrose a little bit banged up. How true is that? There's really no scouting report. But still, I got to give the edge to Nick Saban here. I mean, the spread is so low that it's either Alabama or bust if you believe the Alabama Cursed Tide are going to win the ballgame. I mean, you can't get it's basically a pick em. So, I can't back Max Johnson and I can't back Jimbo in yeah. this particular spot because I've watched this play out time and time again. It's one thing yeah. when you're catching 24 and a half like they were last year and mm -hmm. two years ago, 18 and a half. But this is basically a point and a half now in multiple yeah. books. I got to go Milrow. I got to go with Nick Saban, even though it is back-to-back -back home games. Yeah, completely agree, Joe. For Alabama in this spot. A&M, right? Only lost one football game this year, but the one they lost, 48-33 against Miami. In their biggest opportunity to date this season, they failed miserably once again. 
A&M, Joe, statistically is much better this year than they were a season prior. The ninth best passing defense in the country, only allowing a buck 58 per game. They're also averaging better than 38 points per game offensively this year. Last year in the SEC, the second worst scoring offense in that conference, less than 23 points per game. But what does it really matter if A&M has a great passing defense? Alabama's not really throwing the ball on only 195 yards per game. Jalen Milrow last year against AM, only 111 yards, but threw for three touchdowns, ran it for 81. And last week for Milrow against AM, 11, or uh, excuse me, against Mississippi State, 11 carries, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. Our executive producer, Joe, on College Football Today, saying Jalen Milrow might be a little bit banged up for this matchup against AM. That would change my thought. I think it's why the line has worked to virtually a pick them now at this point. But if Jalen Milrow is going to go, I believe in this Alabama offense that has now been incorporated to run the football and playing really good defense on the other side. I'll take the Crimson Tide and a number you don't often see. Alabama has only been an underdog three times in the last decade, Joe. We're approaching underdog territory here for the Crimson Tide. And by the way, they're two and one straight up in those yeah, football and games. Yeah, Nick Saban has like an 830 winning percentage, at least heading into this year on the road or on a neutral field. So he very rarely loses road games. Now, now, if Milrow is hurt and can't go, then it's more Buckner, it's more Ty Simpson, and maybe it's more of just a passing attack. But here's the thing. more Again, this is a game now that even though they're banged up, it's more on Jimbo. Jimbo has more to, to show. He's got to win this game. He can't lose this matchup. And you talk about the pass defense for Texas A&M. Tyler Van Dyke abused them. That is the best quarterback they have faced all season up until this point. I don't yeah. consider Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne that entered that ball game thrown for like 160 yards in nope. that matchup elite quarterback play. They played my good friend UL Monroe and Terry Bowden. Okay, it's yeah. a group of five team. And they, they beat up on New Mexico week one. They did the only big game that they lost and really got abused from a secondary perspective was Tyler Van Dyke. He, I yeah. mean, they couldn't stop him. So, you know what? That might be the key to Alabama as well. At some point, I think there's big plays over the top. I just think that Alabama has better playmakers. And in this spot, I trust Nick Saban more than I trust Jimbo right now. Yeah, A&M held on last week against Arkansas, right? But when you think about K.J. Jefferson, this year, Lisey guy, it's not as though they have been all that great through the air. K.J. threw for 289 against LSU, hasn't broken 250 against anybody else. So when I look at this football game, I look at Alabama again. It depends on the health of Jalen Milrow. I will just say that at this moment. A couple of big updates, Joe, that just came down in college football. We'll break them down up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. So, Lisi, guys, some big updates around college football just coming our way here in the last few moments. Surprisingly, Joe, the Big Ten releasing its new conference schedules for the next five years, starting in 2024 through 2028. Of course, the expanded Big Ten that will be at 18 teams starting next season with the additions of Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Washington. Those are conference slates, Joe, for 2024, 26, 27, and 28. That a little bit unceremonious in the middle of this year in 2023. But outside of that, Joe, in terms of things that affect this year, North Carolina's Tez Walker has now been ruled eligible immediately by the NCAA. They are claiming, Joe, that UNC released evidence for his transfer they had previously not made available. But there has been a huge war of words with Mac Brown, the head coach at North Carolina, calling out the NCAA for keeping Tez Walker off the football field because it was technically his second transfer, but transferring back to be close to his ailing grandmother. And now, Joe, the NCAA saying he's eligible, but because UNC didn't provide the proper information to begin. Regardless, Tez Walker eligible immediately for North Carolina. Yeah, great benefit to that team. And, and again, it, it's the right call. Why the NCAA waited this long. This came out like uh, basically three weeks ago. Why didn't they just turn it around and reverse the decision then? It's absolutely ridiculous. You're telling me North Carolina took three to four weeks to provide the documentation? I doubt that, but they just waited this long, and again, it's great for Tez Walker. He deserves to be playing and a huge benefit to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, no doubt about it. Tez Walker, who transferred from Kent State to UNC last year in 2022, 921 receiving yards and 11 receiving scores, 12 total touchdowns for the dynamic offensive piece, who was eligible immediately and can play with Drake May and the Tar Heels when they host Syracuse this weekend. We'll see you on Football Full Circle starting tomorrow at noon Eastern time. 
it's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.